What up, everybody? Hyped to be back. Um, just got home last night. Did a little crazy trip out to California from like a Thursday to a Monday. And uh, it was pretty sick, man. Uh, my homie was throwing like a... It was a social media summit, but he had to move the dates. Um, but he had already bought me the flight, and he was like, you know what? Just come out anyways, man. I could get you into Street League. So I was like, i never seen one of those, so I'd be hyped to watch the show. So I decided to go, last minute type thing. Um, handled it. It was really rad. I went hung out with my good homie, Derek Fukuhara. What up, D. Fuchs? Um, sat in the beautiful California weather, right in uh, Long Beach. I saw Timmy Knuth. What up, Timmy? We went and skated his local park, Poods Park, which is fire. His park is insane. So many good people too, and we skated all over. I skated Long Beach. Um, obviously, very visited Cherry Park and LB Skate, and then we skated a couple different parks too, man. Right around that area, I think we skated like in total four parks, you know, and and we skated street in LA as well. Me and Derek were uh, just romping around, man. It was a blast to be honest. Smoked a shit ton of weed, <laughs> pretty much for four days straight, and skated all fucking day my legs were sore every day but um i just kept going because it was all new so i was super excited so that so i got home last night super late it was a long day of flying uh but it was chill and then got home and then straight into podcast mode so um this episode is brought to you by the edge indoor skate park which we will be throwing our third annual New England Am it contest, which is dropping in November, November 5th and 6th, so just about 30 days away. We have three divisions. We have the, well, three, well, we have 14 and under division, 15 and over division, plus a skate shop invite division. So all these skate shops come and just like bring three riders each and they battle it out for top shop. And uh, 14 and Under was live the last two years, man. Little dudes with style and just, like, it's sick to see how far they've progressed. It's amazing. And then 15 and Over was, like, reminded me of, like, um, a Tampa contest. If you've ever been down to the Tampa Am, it's probably, like, one of the longest-running contests. And uh, the New England Am had that same feel, man. It was so many good dudes. This whole area is on fire with skateboarding right now, so... Third annual's coming, man. And we also added a ProTech Snowman Bowl Jam, which I'm really excited. We got some cash. We're just going to break it up in like 20s, 50s, and 100s. And just whoever gets in gets gnarly. People walk away with some cash. I think that would be epic. That's how we're going to end the day. And so it's a two-day event, November 5th and 6th. And then uh, in between those days, uh, that night in between, we will be doing an after-party at No Problemo, which is uh, my good homie's... Um, what Mexican restaurant, but skater own skater run, like all the homies work there and the food's amazing and it's straight downtown New Bedford. So we, we did an after party there last year. We're gonna do it again. Live music and uh we're hustling to get the new All I Need video done as well. So it'll be our second video and we're gonna try to premiere it the night of the after party. Um Yeah, I hope that's not too confusing. <laughs> but uh one thing I wanted to say is if you want to sign up for the contest for the 14 and under or the 15 and over divisions, you can pre-register now. You can go to allineedskate.com or the Edge Indoor 
skatepark.com. Either or will take you right to the link, and you can uh, register right there, which will guarantee you a spot. Because each year the amount of people have been growing, and uh, it gets really packed really fast. So to guarantee a spot, just go to allineedskate.com and pre-register. You can handle all the payment right there, and uh, it's 25 bucks, and that gets you in your division, plus the best trick, and if you want to get in the Snowman Bowl Jam and try to win some cash, it'll get you in there as well. So you get a whole day shredding. Let's see what else. Um, this episode is also brought to you by World Industries. Let's see, we got the Flame Boy Lives collection up on the site right now. If you go to worldindustries.com, you can check out all the apparel. It's... Um, I'll go to it right now, actually. I'll pull it up real quick. Let's type it in. Worldindustries.com. And then if you just scroll down a little bit, it says apparel. And you can check out all the Flame Boy apparel we have right now. Uh, we got a beanie. We got the camper hat, which is dope. Some uh, core fleece shorts, which I'm actually wearing right now. And it's got and it's all embroidery as well and all top-notch quality clothes. Um it's the best, you know, I, I picked out all the stuff and, like, helped put this line together. So it is solid. And we also have a super comfy full-zip hoodie. Perfect, especially if you're on the East Coast right now. The weather's starting to turn. So we got we got you set up. And we have some new stuff coming, too. We got some Devilman, Devilman apparel and Wet Willy apparel coming as well. So um, stay tuned for that. And my pro shoe for World is dropping in October. I'm not exactly sure. Don't hold me to it. But that'll be available at worldindustries.com. Super hyped to have a chance to have my second pro model shoe. Um, it was really awesome to get a design it and make, like, just a legit-ass fucking skate shoe. You know, something that's going to hold up, look fresh, and, like, not be too thin but not too thick. A lot of days, like, nowadays everyone's got these thin-ass shoes. And I don't know, dude. I just like some comfort. This is, like... When you think of like the ideal skate shoe, that's what I I helped design and create with my homie Colin that uh, helped me put it together. Uh, I just like I don't know, it's cool, man. I'm I'm hyped for you guys to check it out when it drops, and I'd love any feedback. Um, uh, as always, each episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboarding. Um, what we're trying to do with All I Need is contribute to skateboarding culture by all means necessary by by any means necessary for sure that's what we're doing so i mean we take our homie does the art peter james glenn he skates and we take his art and we put it on boards and t-shirts and um we also create skateboard videos dan mcgrath um produced our first one and he's finishing up our second one we do skateboard trips like we went to san diego and we went to Atlanta, which was so sick. And it's just so cool to, like, go and skate with, like, the these dudes that I'm just stoked on. Like, they're just the gnarliest skateboarders. Um, but pretty much, we just, we just try to produce skateboarding content, you know, in the form of this podcast, in the form of creating videos, which we all love and inspire us. And uh, obviously online content, social media stuff and all that. But, I mean, full-length videos... We turned Corey Goon in pro, which was a big thing for All I Need. It was our first, like, organic pro that we turned pro. Um, and that was huge, man. It's just, like, trying to keep that dream going, keep the fire going, you know. Skateboarding um, should be in the hands of skateboarders that have lived and loved it and have 
indulged in the art and fell in love with it. And that's what we're trying to do with this brand. We're trying to grow a skater-owned brand and see where we can go with this. And our goal is just to contribute to skateboarding culture culture by creating all the content and doing all the travel and, and just giving back. We throw the New England AM. We also do this podcast, which, you know, it's been amazing. So I'm so hyped for this. So if you guys could please check out allineedskate.com. Our new series is up there, our Thrive Prosper Rise decks. Um, you can get those now. They're in local shops. Check your local shop. Hopefully they got some All I Need boards. And uh, if you see one, please try one and let me know what you think, man. It's The decks are made in the USA. It's quality, solid decks that's got good pop, and uh, they hold up and last. Um, super proud of them. So please check those out. And you can check everything All I Need related out at allineedskate.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and that's at allineedskate. Uh, today's guest is, we got Randy and Ruben from Spooner. Um, these guys started a brand from a simple idea, and they ended up on Shark Tank. And these guys, Randy and Ruben were so cool too, man. Uh, I really like their personalities and their back and forth. This podcast was really enjoyable. And I want to give a shout out before I go to Surf Expo. Thank you so much for uh, let me record these podcasts at the trade show it's cool to get to meet these interesting people that have done sick stuff and uh there's so many inspired people at that at surf expo that uh there's too many people to interview but um this one i'm super proud of so check it out peace guys i just love the skating and the scene Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. This is the Shetland Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments to my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. We are live, and we are recording at Surf Expo. We have Randy. Good to meet you, Anthony. And Ruben. Yeah. Um, Pleasure. Let's, let's start at the top. What are you doing here at Surf Expo? Oh, man, we came to sell our boards. We got a little balance board that uh, Randy invented a few years ago, um, and we're here just... Uh, yeah. First year? Yeah, first year. Sick. How's it been so far? It's been great, man. I like how they let the grommets in. We've been playing with the kids. Yeah, I've been, you guys are directly across from the All I Need booth, our booth, and uh, 
I noticed that right away. All the little kids hanging out front, which is pretty epic, man. Yeah, it really made it. Are you guys, uh, what do you guys think about the rows and rows and rows of brand? It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it's wild. It's a good toy. <laughs> Demanding, man. <laughs> you guys have a chance to go by the catwalk with the beautiful women walking around and stuff? You haven't missed a show. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have multiple shows. I wouldn't worry. Twice a day. <laughs> Twice a day. Highlight. It's kind of hard to focus on selling, huh? <laughs> All right, well, that being said, um, Randy, do you want to kind of... We were t- talking a little bit earlier about how this came to be. Maybe yeah. you want to scratch the surface. And yeah, it's pretty pretty funny little story. I was down in Mexico surfing for a month with my girl, and and she was cooking on this Orno oven, they call it. It looks like a round dome pizza oven, and I promised her that I'd build her one. I got back to San Diego and didn't know how really to build a round dome. I was in the store, and I saw this dog igloo, this plastic dog igloo. So I picked one up, turned it upside down, put some... Put some mesh in there and some concrete, flipped it over, and I built her this cool barbecue that works pretty good. It's been here for a while. And so that the dog igloo, the plastic thing, was nobody wanted it. It was in my backyard cluttering up. So I took a trash can, put it in there. It wouldn't fit in there. So I took my saw and started cutting. I go, hell, I'll make a couple skateboard decks out of it. So I freehanded six decks and I put some skates on one and nice. the damn thing didn't work. It was hitting on the concrete. I was pissed. and So, <laughs> so not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I threw a couple up the wall and threw them out the backyard and they were just hanging out there. And my daughter, she was like 11 at the time and had kids coming over. They just started jumping on them and playing and doing shove-its and jumping and playing for hours on there. And my buddy came over and goes, man, we got to make these damn things. Kids love them. And so that's a, basically the damn thing started by accident. Yeah, that's pretty wild. For the people listening, I'm going to kind of explain it to them. So how, how, wide, how long is this? That one's 24 inches. 24 inches long, and the width is about what? Yeah, like 12 inches. 12 inches. Yeah. All right, so, and it's got this um, curve to it. Kind of like a spoon. Yeah, like a spooner. The spooner, yeah, actually. Yeah. Exactly. It looks. That's exactly what it looks like. It's like it a looks spoon without the handle. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Genius name. <laughs> and uh, what's this material? Just a plastic? Yeah, it's called high-density polyethylene. It's just an indestructible plastic. Nice. I yeah. like that you guys, you have the grip tape as well. Yeah, I got the grip tape from Jessup. Nice. USA. Everything's USA made. That's right. So, so when you made when you made the first prototypes, kind of on accident, what's the next step from there? Oh well, my buddy and I we jumped in and made a wood mold, and we had this whole we heated it up in like this old heater that we had, and we put it in a wood mold, and then. Um, we really upgraded. We bought an old pizza oven for $700, a used one. Nice. And we had um, four molds made. Whoa. So we could make four boards. It took about maybe 10 minutes to make four boards. And we were in there just trying to figure it out, you know, doing the old-fashioned research and development. And next thing we knew, we, we, we were selling so many, we bought, got up to eight molds, wood molds. Whoa. We just started making them like nuts, you know, in a garage. and. Then it just started, you know, we kept things low-key, just kept building them, building them, and then uh, we, we we really didn't know how to sell them too well, so uh, we got this 
this guy Ruben we met down at the beach who we're sitting here talking with. <laughs> he's like my lucky day. He's like come in, like, come in and help us. So we went. He got like a Christmas, you know. And we we were surf skate snow, you know. We actually went to the San Diego surf surf expo down there. It was called ASR show, the old school. I remember. And I used to go to those as like a pro skateboard. I just go and get high and drunk and hang out. Though. Yeah, <laughs> they used to have the most. Epic ramps over they there. They did. I'm sure, you guys. Oh, you they did. Them. I remember the six footer with eight foot extensions. Yep. Yeah, I skated the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, man. We went into that show, and uh, Ruben, Ruben's like, "I'm gonna drop in on the twenty foot ramp on skateboard out wheels." <laughs> so he charged it. We ate shit. You know, everybody <laughs> thought we were crazy and funny. So we had a little fun, and we we came out of there, and I don't think people really understood our boards that much and we got a kiosk we noticed that the you know the toy industry loved us nice and so we started rocking in the toy industry we worked up to getting out of the two-car garage and we worked up for about four years and uh got a bigger place and started to go to these toy shows and started started killing it you know they they started supporting us to all these little shops yeah. around the country in the u.s that's epic i didn't that's a good avenue for it it makes perfect sense yeah, yeah i think it. it was kind of refreshing for them because everything's all these little toy shops was just full of china crap and we brought a little spirit nice made in america a little surf skate culture yeah exactly because uh, it kind of transcends it just crosses markets a little bit yeah that's nice. yeah and they they just I mean, they never met anyone like us at the shows. They're like, we just come as we are, you know. Everyone else is in suits. And they're like, wow, these guys are crazy. And, uh, yeah, they, they liked it. And, shoot, yeah, they've been really good to us. We've, we've been, um, yeah, making a living. And what were you doing really on the beach that day? Just surfing and relaxing? Oh, or? man, I was, I'd been surfing. And then, yeah, I was just... It was actually at the alley behind my apartment. I was just making a, a little bed for my girlfriend. And, um, yeah, just doing my thing, just trying to just trying to make it and I, I just was in the right place at the right time and these guys were super cool and invited me to come help sell them and, right. and that, uh, it was a life changing moment do, do you guys have any background in business have you done anything I guess starting with you uh, me um, I was just a carpenter so I was I mean, Jesus just, was a carpenter don't just <laughs> not just a gar- carpenter man. I know I was, a, I was a carpenter don't sell yourself was, short bro, man. I was making <laughs> gates man I was just hustling for some gate work <laughs> I'll make your gates. I'll fix that. I was a handyman. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I was just I was just scraping by, and um, yeah, I, they brought me in as a uh, partner after a little while, and right. there's three of us, and yeah, we're all third partners, and it's been an interesting road. I learned a lot about just a lot about business, yeah, about life, and yeah. What's up? What? How long has, has uh, Spooner been around? Oh, shoot. I cut that first one in, like, December of 2006. And then it laid around for a year before we really did anything with it, you know, in my backyard. And all the beach rats, the groms were just coming over and playing with it. Nice. So we probably got to making a mold, like, around the end of 2007, something like that. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Did you you feel um, the recession? Oh, yeah, everybody told us we were crazy. What? You can't start a business right now. Yeah. You know, the recession hit hard, seven and eight and nine. are like, you guys will never make it, you know. And yeah. they wanted us to say, go to China and make them. You know, there's no way. And we were just like, we don't want to go to China if we can't make it here, if they don't accept us. 
screw it. Yeah. Fuck it, we won't even make them then. It won't work. Because yeah. we wanted control. We wanted to be able to back our product. If one of them broke, we wanted to replace them for the kids. And so we always said, you know, lifetime guarantee. You get one, if it breaks, if it wears out, we're going to replace it. Nice. That's how it felt from day one. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, so what about you? Had, had you had any business experience prior to Spooner? Oh, man, just a little life experience. I'm a little older than Rue, but um, I have a... I had a little 1,000-square-foot surf shop in San Diego that worked my ass off on it and got it going. And I noticed a couple things. One thing I noticed, I had a friend that was struggling. He was a sales rep in south southwest there, and he was selling all kinds of sandals and stuff in the surf industry. And he had three kids, man. He was struggling his ass off. He's making That's like a, about, sorry to interrupt, but that's a hard hustle for sure. With three kids, I can only imagine. Yeah, and one one kid needed a little bit special, so the mom couldn't special attention, so the mom couldn't work either. So he was a single dad, you know, working his ass off. I right. said twelve hours a day, and he come by, man, just really liked the guy, connected with him, and he came by one day and threw these boxes down in the shop, and he says, "Randy, I don't have time to talk to you. Put these out." He goes, "It's my trade." He goes, they'll sell. I'll talk to you about price later. He goes, sell them for, sell the shirts for 20 bucks a piece, 19.95. And he walked out the door. And I was like, that's strange, you know. So anyway, I opened them up, and it was these guys said, old guys rule. <laughs> and a surf dude said, old guys rule. I hung them up. I was selling like three of them some bitches a day. Nice. It was my best seller. You know? I'm like, what? I'm calling him back. Get some more boxes. He come running in. He goes, oh, man, I can't tell you. It's going off right now. So he went from like... So he started in the surf, and he went sailboats, and he went like Harley Davidson motorcycles. He hit all the markets, man. And like two and a half years, he made like a million bucks. Wow, awesome! You know, and he struggled for years. He was like fifty-two years old, you know, and he yeah. made. He, and he just it just went off. That's amazing. And I'm just sitting there thinking, man. I, I got to sit here in my shop and wait for somebody to come in here. You know, I, I like that path, man, because it opens the door. I want to get a product that I can go and and go to shops and sell. You know, I want to, you know, follow that path a little bit because I was getting bored just sitting in my store waiting for somebody to walk in the door. Yeah. So um, that's how my theory got going, and I wanted to get into another type. Of, you know, instead of retail, I wanted to sell wholesale. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, a shop, um, I have a bunch of friends that own skate shops, and it's a lifestyle thing. Like, you gotta, the money doesn't fluctuate much. They make enough to pay their bills, maybe they make a little bit on top, but they live this lifestyle, and they enjoy it and whatnot. Um, but it does kind of seem like that's what it, that's where it ends, you know? A lot of them end up transitioning to having apparel brands and their own skateboard brands with their shops and stuff, which is pretty cool, you know? Um yeah, I like that avenue. So, moving forward, though. So, you guys are right across from my booth, and I was checking it out. You are saying all the kids are out there. They obviously love the Spooners. They love them. Like, I, I was standing there, and one of the kids was like, I don't even think I asked him. He just said it. He, you know how little kids are. They're just like, we'll talk to you for no reason. And he was like, yeah, these are awesome because anybody can do it. <laughs> Literally anybody. I was like, yeah, I can see the appeal. Like, I had to jump on one and give it a try. <laughs> um, that being said, that was a good endorsement for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. That being said, I, I looked behind the kid when he was saying this, and uh, I saw the banner. And you guys were you guys had been on Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, how does that? How do you, how does one get on Shark Tank? That's kind of a funny story, man. We were just um, it's just another day. Randy had been away, and he 
he came up and someone had told someone had told me in the past oh you guys should go on Shark Tank I'd never seen it I don't have a TV yeah I, I, I figured I, I heard it so many times I was like yeah maybe that would be good and then finally Randy came in one day at the office he's like man I think we should go on Shark Tank I was like yeah that's what I've been told so we, we looked it up and it just happened in two days it was like a casting call in LA really so we so Randy's like well yeah, let's go. So we, I think it was the next day, actually. It was the next day. <laughs> Less wow. than 24 hours. It was just random. It was so random. We, we just, uh, we drove up there and uh, we crashed uh, and woke up in the morning and just waited in line. There was a line? Yeah. That's what I was at. There, there was, was a Cattle call. Yeah. They, they interview 60,000 people across the country. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, sixty thousand, and they let uh, like sixty make it through, right? And then yeah, um, they tape a hundred, and they, every time the the cast, you tell the story, Rube, but they tape a hundred, and even when they tape it, they say we're only going to show sixty, so don't get your hopes up. Oh, uh, the whole yeah, it took a year to get on. Wow, like, since the first day we waited in line, they strung us along for a year. Were you guys getting fucking pretty like over it? Like you're like, this isn't gonna happen. At some point, like yeah. at one point they said no, sorry, they do background check and like Randy had some some weird incident yeah <laughs> had a warrant or something we've been through a year of, of all this like like going up there and they call you every Friday and they help you with your pitch everything's like it's it's free it's free range once you're on there but the the, uh, the first like minute and a half is is pre pre uh, planned okay yeah. so it's like your time to pitch and they, they help you with that and, and so every Friday you're doing the interviews and and uh, it's a lot of work. And then finally they told us, no, sorry, you're not getting on you, Randy. Uh, yeah, Randy. what happened was uh, <laughs> real simple shit. I mean, um, I, you know, it started with 60,000 people, then it went to 10,000 people, and 11 months later it's like 1,000 people. And then they said, oh, you're down to 1,000, but you know what? The cops are after you, so, you know. Fuck, we can't deal with you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> somehow we overcame that. And yeah. One day they called. They're like, "We just, yeah, we need you. We're gonna we, come on up. Come on up." So we came up, and uh, yeah, it was wild. It's pretty funny. They um, showed up, and uh, we were the first ones to go. And we b- built a ramp. They only let us have 18 feet, which is like the smallest ramp we've ever made. And, but it was uh, six foot high, right? Half pipe. Yeah, six foot half pipe. Nice. So we we're the only people with skateboards selling skateboards with our wheels. So yeah. We want to just like make a big scene. So we, so we build this ramp that we slide on uh, with uh, just the same material make the board. So it's plastic against plastic. Oh, and we oil it and we oil it up. Oh, you're crazy! <laughs> <laughs> like I, you're going on TV with plastic on plastic and oil. <laughs> you guys are geniuses, I think. So it's eighteen foot ramp, eighteen long, it's six foot high with another with a six foot end. So it's a big roll in, and I. Wow. I and we're the first ones on, and we wheel this in, and Mark Cuban and all these big shot billionaires are standing there, sitting there drinking their How coffee. How they smell? Just a weird question. <laughs> smell any different, or the billionaires? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They smell, they smell like professional. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it go? How's this go? Oh, man, you walk, you stand there. In the behind these do- double doors, and it's like full dramatic. They do makeup on you first. Nice. Like they're like, "Ooh, we kind of like your style. We're gonna let you. Uh, we're not gonna do a whole lot." They're like, "You look like you came <laughs> off the beach, my yeah. friend." Yeah, <laughs> they do a little blush or something. <laughs> Pretty stupid. Anyway, then you stand in. Yeah, we roll in with jeans and board shorts and no shoes, and slaps, you know. And most people got all the suits on. Go ahead. Security's yeah. like, "Who let the homeless people in?" Exactly. What the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, you should see this. So we stand behind these doors and then like they open and you walk through these big fish tanks on the side and then you stop and then another set of doors opens and the lights are all on you and they're all sitting there. And it is a little intimidating, all the lights and the cameras. Yeah, because it's a show and it's yeah, like it's full production, maybe like what, 30 people on the cameras and lights and everything? Yeah, it's heavy. So, whoa, and then, and then I have to ride this ramp, I get one shot. <laughs> to like do an air. Which he freaking nailed it. Call yeah. air, nailed it. One, it was a one taker, man. Wow. Had to do it. Wow. <laughs> so in my head, if I was in your shoes, I'd be so nervous because I'm smelling these billionaires. There's lights, and then I'm thinking oil and plastic. I would just picture me going down and just... Fucking slipping out, smacking my head, ambulance, like, they're like, (laughs) nothing like that, though. It was cool. We blew them. They were like, what just happened? Because Randy made up the pitch off the top of his head. He goes, let's do a James Brown theme. Nice. So it was like a James Brown theme. So it was... uh, it's pretty funny, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> Wait, we, explain James Brown theme because that sounds amazing. Man. Well, you know, I had a worn out, you know, like thirty years ago. So I hung out with James Brown, and I was in his bus partying with him. So I went to like maybe twenty five James Brown shows. What? I knew the guitar player real well, you know. But anyway, make a long story short, I got over that one too. But I just love the guy. I always, I always adored that guy. He's the hardest working man in show business, you know? Yeah. And so he always showed, he had a show where he worked so hard he dropped out to his knees and they put a cape on him and drag him out off the stage every show. And then as he was getting dragged out, he would come back like he was dead. He would come back to life. He'd throw the cape off and come back and slide and grab the mic and start just jamming another song. Papa's got a bag or some shit. Yes. And so I was like, okay, that's what we're going to do. So we got up in the, for our pitch, and Ruben's going crazy on the spooner. He's doing 360s and doing all this <laughs> shit, and he fucking drops to the floor like he's dead. So we come, I had this cape made. We come flying out with a gold cape with all this black fur all over it, drop him on there, and the sharks are just looking at us. What the fuck is going on? And so he grabbed his arms and started dragging him off the stage. Oh, we'll have to, we'll get back. And he pulls the cape off and he runs to the top of the ramp. He goes, I'm not done. I'm going to yard board. He slides down and catches there on his six foot ramp. Nice. 15 foot. He come down and all the sharks are just mesmerized looking at us like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are showmen for like, sure. Because okay. I've seen the show and a lot of people don't come through like that. You guys were a moneymaker for sure. <laughs> They're like, the ratings just went to the sky. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, yeah, it was so funny. They should hire you guys just to plan shit out for other people. You know what I mean? Well, we had the mindset, man, before, hey, whatever happens, happens, man. Let's just go have a good day. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they like us, they like us. If, you know, let's go hug a billionaire is what I said. Yeah, you know? smell them. Smell them. <laughs> a little bit. I'm weird. Say. I'm weird. <laughs> what was your, what was your, what were you, because don't you ask, what were you asking for from those guys as far as like money and we finances? We kind of shooting a little high. You got know? it, right? So. They're um, billionaires. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck we, we asked, we were thinking 400,000 for 20%. Wow. Wow. Right on the, <laughs> right on the day, we're like, wait, wait, did some numbers. We're like, Maybe 16%. About an hour before the show. Yeah, no, no. We, we did our math wrong. We <laughs> like 400, that, that means our company, because they taunt you do, yeah, if you say, if you want um, 20% for 400,000, that would evaluate your company at like, I guess you times 400 by five or something. 
anyway, it turns out we valued our company a little less, we said a little more, so we said uh, 16% is fair. Yeah. So that's what we asked for. 400 grand for 16%. Yeah. And what happened from there? What did the sharks say? They weren't that smart because, I mean, we're not worth <laughs> that much. You know? <laughs> Everybody wanted us. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys like, was that once once the performance is done, you get the number out there, and then you start seeing them going like getting hyped? Or was you just like a load of off your chest? Like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was chill. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, after two minutes was laughing. over, it was just it, it's a little different on the show because you come pulling in and you see the show, and it's like you know you get five or six minutes, you know what I mean, on, yeah. uh, of airtime and everything, but. They taped us for two hours. Wow. Really? Yeah, so we're in there. So, yeah, you know, they edit it to however they want it uh, to look. Okay. Know, so. so, wait, there's two hours of you guys pitching and doing all this and Questions going back and, and forth? Answers, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. yeah. And they only use six minutes of that? That's yeah. what they edited it down. I think it was we. I think it was six and a half minutes. We t- I don't know how The questions was. they asked that didn't make the air, were they more personal? Business-wise? Oh, so much yeah. got cut. Yeah, it's crazy to watch it. It's They're like, like, why are the cops after you, Andy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, what's they, going on? They well, they were, that was funny. One of our partners oh, yeah. partners just, had, just bought property. Well, they asked us, first of all, they did the numbers. Like, what would you do with all the money? Why are you here? You've already made money. Where, you, where did it all go? <laughs> and then Randy's like, you know, well, uh, you know, Randy Ruben was living, like, in his mom's bathtub in the shower. And I, Bernie was living in the warehouse. I told him to go buy properties and I had enough opportunity so we went and bought, bought properties with wow. the cash and they're like oh yeah that makes sense yeah Maybe. you gotta support the people that are gonna build the brand right it's gotta be a fundamental part of it right? <laughs> so we did and, and they and they were like so we're and, 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 oh. and Bernie's like yeah well um, yeah I bought I got 70 acres in Hamul and they all thought he said Humboldt which is like the, the marijuana growing capital of the country <laughs> basically so the whole joke this whole show is Humboldt and they just think that <laughs> they couldn't get off they were like oh I know what you guys are doing you know I guess we just looked the goddamn part to start with but <laughs> <laughs> They're only yeah. making jokes because they get high secretly. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Oh yeah, they're yeah. on it. <laughs> In the end, they were like, "Okay, well, my, uh, yeah." So what happened is, um, Barbara said, "Okay, I'll give you what you want if one of the sharks um, partners up with me, and uh, as long as it's not Mister Wonderful, which is kind of the yeah." No, he said. She said, "Yeah, I'll do half." And uh, I'm looking for another shark. And Mr. Wonderful started talking. And she said, any shark but you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Anyway. So, yeah, so Mark Cuban offered to go in with her. So we had Mark Cuban, which is like the heaviest hitter. You know, he's got the private jet. He flies around. Sports team. He's got the sports team. He's like, he's pretty cool. (laughs) Did you guys hang out with him other than on camera or no? Shake his hand off. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're hanging. Yeah, he was cool. Smoke a little weed. (laughs) Whatever. You don't have to say it, but it's still cool. Yeah, Yeah. did damn it. So we, um, yeah, and then someone else made us an offer. Laurie made us an offer, but um, yeah, we huddled together. We had to make. We had like put on the clock and. Uh, yeah, we ended up going with Mark Cuban and Barbara. Nice. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. And what's the final deal? 
Yeah, they gave us what we asked for. Four hundred nice. grand. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. America, right? <laughs> we want to like, like, What just happened? <laughs> what do you What do you do with that? You just start building infrastructure and more products well, and expanding. And it's pretty nutty because they asked us what we were going to do with the money, and we said, "Oh yeah, we're going to expand, go to Germany, go to all these shows in Nuremberg, and you know, blow it up." And and the whole show the you know, Mark, and he's like, I, you know, you guys are seem pretty laid back, and you already made it. You know, if you, if you know, we've ruined some people before because you know, if you we invest in you, we expect you to work ten, twelve hours a day. You know, look, your life, you might not want to do that. You know, and and he's like, you might not even need us or want us. You know, I had a deal. He explained a deal he got, and 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 went in, and the and the people didn't like their working lifestyle so much. You know? Yeah, and so. After it was over, um, you know, they make you send all the P&Ls and all the paperwork, and they call it due diligence, you know. So we sent all that stuff over, and it took, like, took three or four months of that crap. And, and then uh, we finally got back. He's like, dude, he goes, I can make 16% more money and not even get out of bed, yeah. you know, in the morning. I don't need your 16%. If you need, I'll do anything you want, man. You want me to do something, email me Monday morning. And I'll do it for you. Wow. Really? So he didn't even want the 16%? No. He just lends you the money, basically. If it, No, we didn't take the money. He said, if we do a deal, he goes, the money's still available. Just give me an email. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, so right we, now, yeah. Because I mean, you, but, sorry to cut you off, but so you didn't do the deal because you just realized the working lifestyle might not be the fit or... Uh, it's a little bit of mixed emotion, huh, Rube? Yeah, it was. It was like Go we, ahead, we had a, we had a good thing going, you know. <laughs> like, whoa, we want these guys all up in our business, you know. That it's makes like, sense. Do we? Yeah, what a, is is like a tough uh, decision when because we first got in the business. You know, we started going to New York Toy Fair. It's huge, you know. Yeah, biggest thing ever. It's been going over a hundred years up there, but. When we first got in, man, it's like we were like, oh, man, we got to go to Toys R Us and go to Costco and, you know, we'll go big, you know, is what we're thinking. And so we're going after these people, talking to them, and they're like, you haven't even sold them, you know, a 100,000 of them. What are you talking to us for? I mean, they really made us feel like low-life, blue-collar, you know, like, hey, it didn't feel good, but we got all these brick-and-mortar cool specialty stores coming in and loving us right and they just started buying our crap crazy and they started reordering reordering and I mean by the time a few years went by and we had like a thousand stores you know across the US and a bunch in Canada and they it was good business you know yeah and we were we were feeling pretty good about ourselves and then all of a sudden Toys R Us came and they go oh you know yeah now we want you you know we want to put the price down and we were like why mess up a good thing? Yeah, that you makes know? sense. It's not broken. Why well, try to fix it? Plus, know? it would do a disservice to all the people that, all those bricks and mortars that built your brand up, correct? Exactly. You're going to cut them out by giving yeah. it to some main, yeah. big yeah. ass guy that's just going to shell it out there for a cheaper price. We might so. shoot ourselves in the foot by doing that, you know? Yeah. So we wanted a you know, stable business, something that can last for a long time. Yeah. You know, and maybe 
going into you know big box stores might shoot ourselves in the foot. I've heard some war stories. Yeah, I could yeah. I could see that. And and so that's we, what the sharks wanted. I mean, those guys they, they want to hoard yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the exact word. They're number guys. They don't know. They don't live the lifestyle. That's no. why you guys are a different breed walking in there. They're like, well, these guys are living clearly. Clearly, he lives on the beach. He's living his man. He's in his tub. Yeah, he's doing good. That's awesome. Man. That's so cool. I'm I'm uh, I'm really happy it worked out that way. I th- I feel like that was the best decision you guys could have made. Oh, that's good to hear. I man. do. I really do because I think that's like um, you don't need the fucking the ten cars and the mansion. Like you could have a viable business that you could live and have this lifestyle, and you can employ people and like you guys have something tight. Like that's priceless. Is I feel. Maybe you guys can vouch. You did it. So, <laughs> well, have you had any yeah, regrets? Well have you said. had any regrets? Freaking, we live a pretty happy small life. You know, we got surfboards and time to surf. Right. You know, so that's a, that's pretty special too. I mean, we worked our ass off for it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh, you got to uh, build it. There's no in, other way. Uh, we're enjoying we're enjoying what we got. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. Well, you guys are fucking amazing. Ruben, thank you for having us here, man. I, I, really, I really enjoyed this, and uh, I don't know. The, you know, you know me. I talk about my brand. It's all I need. Skateboards, you know, all yeah. I need. But that 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 concept transcends. It's like you know your fundamental needs to be happy, and mm. you guys seem to know that. And you didn't you didn't jump for the money, and I, that's a. I applaud you. Because <laughs> most people, I'm sure, the devil calls they go. <laughs> Sick. Um, before we go, last thing, um, if people want to check out um, Spooner, what's the website, social media, anything you guys would like to plug, so if my listeners want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Just If you just Google Spooner Boards, Spoonerboards.com is our site. It just comes right up. Spooner Boards. Are you guys on social media platforms? Yeah, Facebook, yeah. And you, yeah, all of that. and All the links are right there on that page on the so, website yeah perfect it's yeah facebook youtube right. Instagram, all that stuff well enjoy the rest of uh, your surf expo experience man yeah yeah man. you we- too anthony one last thing before we leave i just want to thank the sponsors thank you to the edge indoor skate park um for holding it down man without that skate park in new england the winters would be fucking unbearable <laughs> so Thank you for running a legit business and keeping the doors afloat. Small business, um, especially a skateboard park, is such a tough business, man. They come and go. And The Edge has held it down for 13 years, I believe. I think it's 13. It's at least 12. And uh, that's amazing for a massive indoor skate park. So thank you guys for sponsoring the show. Don't forget, the third annual New England Am is exactly 30 days away, November 5th and 6th. 14 and under division, 15 and over division, the skate shop invite division, also a pro tech uh, snowman bowl jam, which will be, you know, cash prize and kind of like a free for all. Uh, Yeah, so the Edge Indoor Skate Park, you can pre-register there as well if you're in the 14 and under or 15 and over division. I'd also like to thank World Industries. Thank you for sponsoring the show for... The coolest thing about World Industries is it's pro- the most one of the most iconic brands, most original brands. The artwork and the skateboard teams that they have put together just have added so much to skateboarding and its culture. It's ridiculous. Um, 
fuck yeah. So, thanks, Mark McKee. You were on the show. You created created some of the most epic art ever. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, world, for sponsoring this. And thank you to All I Need Skateboarding, which is basically thank you to you guys, all you people out there that love skateboarding, that need skateboarding, that um, no matter how old you are or how young you are or whatever, you just realize how epic the art of skateboarding is. And um, thank you guys for, for loving skateboarding. Peace.